ESPN Sports Radio 1392.5. Now for something completely different. We're going to bring, bring it all together. Because that's the bottom line. Bottom line. Bottom line. ESPN Radio 1392.5. It's the bottom line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Saturday here in Central Kentucky. Miss Judy, you better have taken your meds already this morning, or I will place your yard sale under a curse. By the way, shout out to all the fine customers at the Richmond Yard Sale up by Lake Reba this morning. And if you're uh, in the driveway with Miss Judy right now, please buy something from her so she'll stop pestering me all the time. Sheesh. Anything, please. I'll pay, I'll pay you back later. Just help her out a little bit. 859-381-1313. That's the number to call to, for the bottom line hotline to join in on the conversation here this morning. You can email the show anytime. BottomlineLex at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at BottomlineLex. On today's show, had the last 48 hours saved the red season? Well, they probably need to keep it up another 48 hours before we can make any kind of crazy talk proclamation like that. The NBA playoffs continue, and so does the run of favorites in these playoffs covering point spreads. Boy, I wish someone in this town went on the radio and told you to take the favorites in the NBA playoffs, getting a majority of the action out in the desert. Oh, yeah. We've been begging you to do that for three weeks now. And no bad Bob Baffert, no problem. The Belmont Stakes is today, and we will get you ready for it with our usual cavalcade of stars and aficionados from around the world on any kind of triple crown race. Brian Howard of the Stable Duel, he will join us to give us his Belmont picks. Our official bottom line horse racing expert, Peyron Harris of Richmond, who hit the trifecta in the Preakness, will give out his picks. And then our arch nemesis, dead air Dennis Dillon of our sister station, 92.1 Classic Rock. A guy who picked a ton of winners during the Keeneland meet and the Derby back uh, in the spring. Dennis will uh, pull a rarity and wake up on a Saturday before noon just to join us and give us his Belmont picks. That reminds me, he asked me to text him at 9 o'clock this morning so he doesn't oversleep. Got to send him text to wake him up. That's the, what you have to deal with with guys like Dylan, but I digress. And, of course, the most profitable segment in Lexington Radio, our Mac Daddy Stogie Picks, presented by Jake Cigar Bar. All this and much, much more on the Belmont Stakes Saturday edition of Lexington's fastest-growing Radio experience. But first, Mike Shashevsky. Stunning news in the world of college basketball this week. Is Mike Shashevsky retired from coaching? Heck, I thought he was going to coach another 10 years. Ah, Coach K. A man that the Big Blue Nation will never forget. And why not? He was on hand for quite possibly the toughest and most memorable loss in the history of Kentucky basketball. And oh, do I know what loyal listeners of this show are thinking right now. Listen to this bottom line guy. This guy killed Calipari this past season, probably the worst season in the history of the program, and not being able to cash tickets out in the desert. So he's obviously going to kiss the ring for Coach K. But as Gordon Gecko taught us in the 80s in the movie Wall Street, we don't get emotional over stock, Bud Fox. It clouds the judgment. And I know the weekday afternoon show here on this station, The Drive, and you can hear that every weekday, 4 o'clock here on ESPN Radio 1392.5. We're all about cross-promotion on this show. That show has very close ties to Coach K and the Duke program. But you, when you're a fan, 
you become biased. And it doesn't allow you to always be objective and judge things for the way they truly are. Just ask the Big Blue Nation. But with five national championships and more than 1,000 wins, Coach K has had a remarkable career. One of the most accomplished coaches in college basketball history, if not the most accomplished. All that's undeniable. And between the years of 1986 and 1994, Duke and Coach K not only cashed me a lot of tickets, but won me a lot of bracket pools, especially for Miss Judy and me here in central Kentucky, even when I wasn't living here for decades. But man, did Coach K burn you tickets out in the desert come tournament time. In the last 15 years, Coach K went 20-23 and 23 against the spread in the NCAA tournament. By the way, that includes his two championship seasons of 2010 and 2015. In those two years, Duke went 11-1 against the spread. So if you take out those two years, Coach K went 9-22 in the NCAA tournament against the point spread. And as much as people believe that Duke and North Carolina always get the calls in the ACC tournament, and believe me, they do. Coach K is still lousy against the spread, even in the ACC tournament. In the last 15 years, Coach K, 15-21 and 21 in his conference tournament against the spread. So for a long time now, Coach K has burned your tickets in the desert in March, even though he won championships in 2010 and 2015. One of the best basketball handicappers of all time is a man named Alan Boston. There's been books written about him, documentaries, the whole nine. And if you've ever researched college basketball wagering, you've come across the name Alan Boston. And for years, he's preached how he never bets on Coach K on any circumstance, claiming he's the worst coach in the entire country, and he would not be applauded as he is if he didn't have a couple of things every single year. The best players and the refs seemingly in his pockets. But now that he only has one season left, it's a time of reflection. And I'd like to give you a perspective that you won't hear from the talking heads like Dick Vitale or Jay Billis. We like to tell it like it is here on the bottom line with proven facts about Coach K and Duke. Now, I got a little help from my friends in the desert on this one, but the gist is still the same. So at this time, I'd like to reflect on the memorable moments of Coach K in a special tribute I'm calling I remember when. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to not to get choked up and emotional during on this. I remember when. I remember when Duke lost 103-73 to to UNLV in the 1990 NCAA championship game. Coach K made history that night because that 30-point margin remains the largest margin of defeat in a title game to this day. Like everybody else around here, I remember when Duke played Kentucky in the 1992 regional final game, when Kristen Leitner stomped on the chest of Kentucky player Aminu Timberlake. Leitner went on to make arguably the most famous shot in college basketball history to win the game. And Timberlake had to transfer out of Kentucky in shame. Kentucky coach Rick Pitino said at the time, we should have won because Leitner should have been thrown out and ejected. Hey, Coach K's team occasionally caught breaks from the refs. Is there any Kentucky fan alive today or that were alive in 1992 that don't forget this game? They don't know where they were during this game? 29 years later, there are still T-shirts in Lexington 
with Big Blue Nation fans proclaiming their hatred for Leitner. Coach K, however, didn't even take Leitner out of the game for stomping on Timberlake's chest. I remember when, in 1995, Duke's season wasn't going well. And Coach K left the team after 12 games and a home loss to Clemson in early January, citing back injuries and exhaustion. Assistant coach Pete Gaudette then led the team to a 4-15 record the rest of that year, including 2-14 in ACC play. And all those losses went on Gaudette's record, contrary to the practice of most other schools. In 2016, Coach K missed another game, and Jeff Capel filled in and won the game for Duke. Unlike in 1995, the school, the school credited Coach K with that win, although he wasn't even in the arena that night. Huh. Shocking. I remember when, in 2002, Duke played Indiana here in Lexington in the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. Duke was the defending national champion, had been ranked number one all season, and they were favorites, heavy favorites, to win it again. But somehow, 23,000 fans at Rupp Arena that night, all of them rooted for Indiana over Duke, something that no one could have ever envisioned if Bobby Knight was still coaching at Indiana. And the Hoosiers upset Duke in the final seconds. And after the game, all Coach K could talk about was the enormous unfair advantage Indiana had basically playing a home game in the NCAA tournament with no regard for all the times Duke played regional games in the state of North Carolina. Predictably, Duke hasn't played one game in Lexington since that night over 20 years ago. I remember when Coach K guided the USA Olympic team. A motley crew of cast-offs and no-names and misfits, guys like LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, and Dwayne Wade, to three improbable gold medals. That 21-point win over Angola in 2008 remains a coaching masterpiece, to say the least. I remember when, in 2012, 15-seeded Lehigh upset Duke when Coach K was an 11.5-point favorite. Tied for the second-biggest upset in NCAA tournament history based on the seeds. I remember when, in 2014, March of that year, the 14th-seeded Mercer Bears stunned Duke in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and Duke was a 13-point favorite out in the desert. Coach K was outcoached that day by a man named Bob Hoffman, a former women's coach. Hoffman would end up being fired from Mercer five years later, and Hoffman is now a Division II coach with a career-losing record at the school he currently coaches. I remember when Coach K manipulated the refs to get the calls to go his way in big games. For example, the 1991 win over an undefeated UNLV team when the running Rebels point guard Greg Anthony mysteriously fouled out when he never fouled out of another game in his college career or his 11-year NBA career. And who could forget the 2001 national semifinal when Duke erased a huge Maryland lead, mainly due to Maryland foul trouble, but especially the 2015 NCAA Tournament Championship game when Wisconsin had a nine-point lead with 13 minutes left. But that lead disappeared in a whirlwind of whistles as Wisconsin was called for 13 fouls in the last 13 minutes to Duke 6 for the rest of the game. And keep in mind, Wisconsin had committed the fewest number of fouls of any team in college basketball during the regular season that year. In the final 13 minutes of that game, Duke had 20 free throw attempts to 10 for Wisconsin. 
And with Wisconsin up by nine, Coach K called a timeout, berated all the rest until his face literally turned red, and things changed on a dime. Bo Ryan, the Wisconsin coach, complained after the game that Duke got every call down the stretch. The box score says he was right. I remember when Duke lost by 14 points to Oregon in the 2016 NCAA Tournament Sweet 16. Coach K pulled Oregon player Dylan Brooks aside and lectured him about his on-court celebrating at the end of the game. Then after the game, Coach K lied in the post-game press conference about what he said to Brooks. While CBS had, uh, had audio proof, Coach K was lying. The following Monday, after the game was played on a Thursday, and Coach K was informed that he had been busted for lying, Coach K released a statement saying he reacted incorrectly. Next time I get caught in a lie, I'm not going to admit that I was wrong and I lied. I'm just going to say I reacted incorrectly. That should make everybody happy and settle things once and for all, right? Coach K, class act all the way. I remember when, in 2017, when Coach K suspended Grayson Allen indefinitely for repeatedly tripping and taking cheap, cheap, cheap shots at opposing players. That must have taught a dirty player a harsh lesson, right? Well, after one game and a loss to a mediocre Virginia Tech team, Allen was reinstated after one game. I remember when, in 2019, November of that year, unranked Stephen F. Austin beat Duke at Duke when Coach K was a 27-point home favorite. The box score showed Stephen F. Austin shot 17 free throws in that game while Duke attempted 40. What a surprise. I remember when. In March of 2019, when Coach K had three top ten picks in the NBA draft that year, including number one overall pick Zion Williamson, and Duke failed to reach the Final Four. I remember when Coach K made a desperate and pathetic campaign this past college basketball season to get the season postponed. Ironically, after home losses to Michigan State and Illinois early in December, it was foolish to play during a pandemic, said Coach K. Although most other coaches disagreed and the season continued, Coach K then sarcastically berated a student reporter on a Zoom meeting slash press conference, and Duke ended the season 13-11, and missing the NCAA tournament despite being ranked in the top 10 in the AP preseason poll. I remember when the NCAA took absolutely no action against Coach K after undisputed rules violations regarding the recruitment of Corey Maggette, Chris Duhon, and Zion Williamson. I remember when Roy Williams retired a few weeks ago, and instead of going another season with a victory tour, he decided to just walk away. Since arriving at Chapel Hill in 2003, Roy Williams has won three national championships to Duke's two. But Roy Williams was mature enough to just walk away when the time was right. Coach K still needs the media to tell him how great he is with one last go-round. I remember when in 1986, Coach K was favored in the NCAA championship game against Louisville and lost. Beginning a run from then to now where Duke basketball has lost 20 times in the NCAA tournament to a team seated lower than they were. 20 times. 20 times in 35 years. Duke lost in the NCAA tournament when they were supposed to win based on the seeds. Let that sink in for a minute. 
I remember when I noticed a lot of things about Coach K over the years. The smirk, the ego, the pompous American Express commercials, the nasal whining voice, the whining after foul calls, the flopping, and of course, the black hair dye. His hair is darker today than it was 35 years ago. He and Pete Rose must go to the same stylist. So thanks for the memories, Coach K. I'm sure you'll make even more memories in this, your final season. And I will be there to watch and hopefully bet against you as much as I can. And you don't think Duke are, they're going to get all the calls this season? You don't think they'll be totally overvalued in the desert every single game next season? Especially in the tournament when the squares will be betting on what they want to see happen other than what they think will actually happen? That will be one of the best fade opportunities of all time. And that's the bottom line. ESPN Radio 1392.5. The bottom line with Brad Taylor presented by Stable Duel. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Well, you can call the Reds butter right now because they're on a mini roll. No better team for the Reds to get hot against than the Cardinals. Reds now sitting 26-29, and 29, five games behind the Cubs after defeating the Cardinals each of the last two nights. These are huge games for the Reds right now if they want to have any chance of making any sort of playoff run. Last night, the Reds won in their typical fashion this season, finishing off the card 6-4. Luis Castillo, finally, won his second game of the year, winning for the first time since his second start of the year on April 7th. But the Reds typically had a five-run lead heading into the bottom of the ninth and only won by two with the tying runs on base as the game ended. It took four Reds pitchers to get the final six outs of the game with Michael Feliz getting his first save of the season, striking out Cardinals star Paul Goldschmidt to end it. Where was T.J. Antone, the most and only true reliable reliever that the Reds have had this season? Well, I guess they can't pitch him on two straight nights these days. Oh, well, you try to figure out what David Bell is thinking these days. He's got the worst hitter in Major League Baseball with the most strikeouts batting leadoff. And he's, last night his starting pitcher batted eighth in the lineup. So you try reading this guy and help us uh, figure it out because we don't know either. But the Reds win, closing as a plus-120 underdog out in the desert. By the, by the way, if you're looking for something to look for in these games today, the Reds have had seven hitters hit by a pitch in the first two games of this series. Seven hitters. No Cardinals have been hit, so the Reds haven't retaliated. Not yet, anyway. Today at 140, in a game you can hear right here on ESPN Radio 1392.5, the Reds and Cards will play Game 3 of 4 in St. Louis Bush Stadium. Tyler Malley for the Reds, 4-2, 3.42 ERA. Johan Oviedo for the Cardinals, 0-2, 5.40. Some places still have the uh, St. Louis starting pitcher is undecided for today, so look out for pitching changes this morning. Uh, this was Jack Flaherty's turn in the rotation, the Cardinals' ace, but he's now on the IL, so they have to find another starter. We don't have much on Oviedo, but we have a lot of stuff on Malley. It's very rare when you can say a pitcher loses you money basically in every scenario in the desert. Malley does it. Although, this year, the Reds are 8-3 and three when Malley starts, and you've made $489 uh, dollars off $100 every time you put up. So, your return on investment is 44.5% if you took Malley and the Reds every time he pitched this year. But in his career, Malley loses you all kinds of tickets out in the desert. The Reds are 32-40 and 40 in Malley's 72 career starts. When he's on the road, the Reds are 18-23 and 23 when he starts. When he's a favorite like he's going to be today, the Reds are 15-12, and 12, but you've still lost money in the desert 
because you've had to pay a big price. You've lost 2.4% ROI. And career against the Cardinals. Malley, 4-5 and five with the Reds when he starts. Career ERA, 5.42 ERA. So does Malley cash tickets out of the desert? Eh, not based on many scenarios we can come up with other than his overall numbers for this year. But do you want to invest in Malley today with that history in a road game with their biggest rival where it appears Malley will be favored to win in a spot where both his lifetime numbers and his road numbers say it's a bad bet? Well, good luck. This game should be a coin flip out in the desert when the numbers come out. If you can find either team higher than plus 110 when the Cardinals officially announce their starting pitcher, uh, yeah, that's the team that has value today, and that's the bottom line. ESPN Radio 1,392.5. The bottom line with Brad Tennant, presented by Stable Duel. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Coming up after the break, it's the most profitable segment in Lexington Radio. Our Mac Daddy Stogie picks. That's next. Here on ESPN Radio 1,392.5. ESPN Radio 1,392.5. Bottom line with Brad Taylor. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective presented by Stable Duel. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Getting some feedback on our uh, Coach K diatribe, so to speak. Hey, I didn't make any of that stuff up. I'm just telling you in advance. People are, oh, all you do is kill Calipari on this. No, I know when I say things about Calipari, those are numbers. Those are not like, you know, I didn't make up something about his mama or his breast smells bad. These are facts. We do actually research on this show, unlike other shows in this market fanboys across town, those kind of people. Yeah, we actually do research on this show. That's why we're a little different. That's why we uh, have a little bit different audience. So, uh, yeah, we don't sound like everybody else in this town for a reason. I can promise you that. But enough silliness. Let's get to it. The most profitable segment of Lexington Radio, our Mac Daddy Stogie Picks, presented by Jake Cigar Bar. How do you celebrate picking a winner? Head on down to Jake Cigar Bar, Brandon Crossing. Line up that Mac Daddy Stogie before the game ends. As they say at Jake's, smoke local, drink local, and cross the line with us at Jake's Cigar Bar. Check them out online, jakescigarbar.com, and go see our friends Jake and Autumn down at uh, Brandon Crossing. Tell them the bottom line sent you, and you'll get treated like a king. jakescigarbar.com. First off, let's hear from our official bottom line horse racing expert, Peyron Harris of Richmond, who's been playing the horses as long as I can remember, and that's an actually true statement right there. He actually gave us the trifecta at the Preakness, so it's tough to go against the hot shooter. Bayron uh, told us that this is a chalky race. He likes essential quality, number two to win, with Ron Bauer to place, known agenda to show. That's a 2-3-6 trifecta for those of you playing at home. Remember, this guy hit the trifecta at the Preakness, so he knows his stuff. That's right. Our official bottom line horse racing expert, Peyron Harris, says essential quality wins and play that 2-3-6 trifecta, box them, wheel them, whatever you got to do. And Peyron says... Add number seven, rock your world for you degenerate, super effective players. But essential quality, your winner for the Belmont. Let's get to the NBA. The Clippers were a three-point favorite last night. One and covered. And uh, now the uh, favorites in the first round of these NBA playoffs, 29-13 and 13 straight up, 27-15 and 15 against the spread, 64.3%. I wish somebody had told you about that. Oh, yeah, we've been doing that for a long time now. Earlier in the week, the Hawks finished off the fraudulent but Big Blue Nation favorite Knicks, a series we correctly predicted here on the bottom line as well. Tonight, the conference semifinals begin. Bucks and Nets play game one in Brooklyn. Nets a four-point favorite in this one. 62% of the bets, 74% of the money out in the desert on Brooklyn right now, which leads us to our trend we've been preaching the entire playoffs. Follow the chalky money. 
The only time we take favorites in sports betting, NFL draft props, NBA playoffs. This trend is hit 17 out of 27 this playoff. When you take the favorite, they're getting more money than the other team out in the desert. In the last 15 years, 147 up, 91 down. That's 61.8%. And this year, it's better than ever. Brooklyn is minus four in this one. Seems easy to us. Give us the chalky favorite nets until this trend goes away. Brooklyn over Milwaukee. Game one of that series tonight. That's our favorite play of the day. And Major League Baseball, some value dogs today. We look at Houston, Washington, Arizona, San Diego. They all have value. But two we really like, Cleveland. Uh, Baltimore's favorite in this game only for the fact that John Means, their best pitcher, and uh, he's been uh, their best pitcher maybe in the American League this year. But on May the 11th, he had an ERA of 1.21. Now his ERA, 2.05. I'm getting the better team and the road dog in the Indians. We'll take Cleveland today at Baltimore. Better team against the, one of the worst teams in baseball, the Orioles. Just because they have a good starting pitcher going doesn't mean they're going to win. We'll take the Cleveland Indians, plus 115. We love that one. And then the Cubs against the Giants. Two very good teams out in San Francisco. Kevin Gossman, one of the best pitchers in baseball so far, 6-0, 1.40 ERA for the Giants. Cole Stewart for the Cubs. He's only thrown five innings all year. But this is a value play. Kevin Gossman, is he real or is he uh, not so? Is he a fraud? The uh, numbers say he might be real this year. But the Cubs, a good team, getting plus 160 on the road against the Giants. The Giants had to use up their whole bullpen last night. The Cubs, a very good value today at plus 160. So there you have it. To recap, our official bottom line horse racing expert, Payron Harris, says essential quality in the Belmont and a 2-3-6 trifecta. Ride the chalk wave in the NBA playoffs. Brooklyn, minus four over Milwaukee. That's our favorite play of the day. And two Major League Baseball dogs, Cleveland and the Cubs, getting big money, overvalued money, huge for the Cubs, if you ask us. You can take those bad boys to the desert and Jake Cigar Bar and smoke them. But coming up after the break, our cavalcade of stars start to parade on by as Brian Howard of Stable Duel will join us to talk Belmont. That's next, right here on ESPN Radio 1300 and 92.5. ESPN Radio 1300, 92.5. Bottom line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. And speaking of Stable Duel, joining us now is a man who needs no introduction to loyal listeners of this show and he's apparently going to be on every broadcast medium known to mankind today. He's our good friend, Brian Howard. Brian, how are you doing today, my friend? Brad, I've been up for two hours doing shows already. I, I couldn't be more excited for today. Belmont Day, third leg of the Triple Crown. Big day on Stable Duel. I, I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Now, tell, us about, tell me about this show you've got. It's called Pitches and Pints. Now, is that about beer league softball? What is that show you have going on? <laughs> No, man, it's about soccer. Oh, uh, soccer. Soccer, Yeah, soccer is, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of soccer as well. I don't think it gets near enough publicity here in the United States. There's not enough gamblers gambling on soccer. I think it's free money every weekend with all the leagues that are going on. They're wrapping up. We do, we do a show every Saturday, um, 8 a.m., uh, live on a, on a website called Better Than Vegas. It's better than dot Vegas. Um, and you can catch me, you know, if you follow me on Twitter at Brian Howard SD, um, we I always send the link out every day, but, uh, we just, you know, it's something that, that came up. They're like, Hey, do you want to try this thing out and see how it goes? And I mean, dude, it's a hit right now. Like people are watching, they're interacting. 
last week uh, my co-host is a big Man City fan, and I'm a Chelsea fan. And so they were playing in the Champions League finals, so we actually made though us through watching with another person like intermediating us uh, throughout the entire Champions League final, which Chelsea won and made me very happy and crushed my co-host. But, uh, you know, it's good. It's fun. I, I suggest everybody take, you know, give us a watch, see if you like it, interact with this, you know, we'll see what happens. Try to make you some money. Check him out. As long as you can promise me winners, hey, I, I'll go through anything. As long as you can tell me I'm going to cash tickets. That's all right with me. We'll We'll go through, you know, Anything, coin flips, whatever you got to do. What are you guys got? got you, what are you guys going on a stable deal today for the uh, Bigs Belmont Saturday? Well, um, unfortunately, we don't have the Belmont. Um, I'll get into that in just a minute. But one thing we do have, and I want to tell the listeners about. You've heard me on here before talking about come over and play stable duel. It's this new way to play horse racing. It's like fantasy football, but. For horse racing, you know, you get a salary cap, you get to pick your 10 horses, build your stable, you've done it. Um, it's just a real, it's a load of fun, man. It, it's it's cheap. You know, we've got buy-ins from free all the way to $1,000 games. Um, you know, so it touches every bankroll. Uh, and it's just a new way to play. Today, we have a free game from Delaware Park. A lot of people are going to go, I've never heard of Delaware Park. Delaware Park is underrated horse racing. It's very good. And today, you can download the Stable Duel app. You can play the Delaware game for absolutely nothing to try it out. And you can win real money. We give you real money. We're not like these other sites that let you play free games and give you tokens and points that mean absolutely nothing. We pay you money. So get on over there, download the app, give it a shot today. I know a lot of eyes will be focused on the Belmont, as will mine. However, it's free. There's no there's no risk. Why wouldn't you do it? If it's free, it's for me. Those are six of my favorite words in the English language right there. And Brian Howard is on fire this morning. How long have you been up? Have you been to the Red Bulls? You've had your coffee. <laughs> I, yeah, it sounds like it, man. Well, I got to tell you, this is, this is all natural, man. I, I don't do coffee. And uh, I've been up since about 6.30 getting ready for the soccer show. But, again, man, this is – Horse racing gets me going. I love it. It's my passion. Um, you know, I, I talked about New York and not having the Belmont today. Um, at, up until early this week, we thought we had finally reached an agreement to where we were going to be able to play a Belmont game today, and it was going to unload uh, New York to us, and we were really excited about it. And then, you know, the Attorney General gets involved. You know, laws are laws, right? And And they said, you know, this guy, Dead Air Dennis, is winning money playing your game. This is clearly not a game of skill. It's a game of chance. So they yeah. wouldn't let us do it. So you got the, you know, If Dead Air Dennis can make money at this, good Lord, anybody walking the sidewalk <laughs> down here on the street can make it. I can promise you that. Exactly. So, you know, we had a chuckle about it and said, you know what, we'll still go. I mean, there's still other tracks going today, Monmouth's running, Santa Anita. Um, you know, horse racing isn't just at Belmont today, but I have – handicapped the card and got a few picks for you if you want them well we're definitely going to get to those but i just wanted to let you know and you know this i played keeneland every day on stable duel i played every day in the meet and it was a load of fun uh i cashed a little bit but i mean the the good times and it was interesting just to keep up with the races on the stable duel app. i cannot uh recommend anything more if you're just trying to get into this kind of DFS, Daily Fantasy Sports kind of way of doing this. So tell us about the Belmont today, Brian Howard of Stable Duel. Who you got? Where's our value today in this race? 
All right. So, uh, I mean, if you want to go to the Belmont straight away, I'll go straight to the Belmont. There's a couple horses I like in the undercard that we'll talk about in a minute. But, uh, you know, honestly, I should have bet this horse in the Derby. I went to I went to Rock Your World thinking maybe that horse could sneak out of the gate. He got a terrible trip, whatever. I'm not going there today. Uh, big mile and a half at Big Sandy. I don't want the horse on the lead. Maybe that's me, whatever. I think Essential Quality is the best three-year-old in this whole crop. Um, he, he's sitting at two to one right now. I, you know, he may dip a little bit from there, but honestly, I think that's your winner. I think the way to make money in here is playing exactus, trifectus, superfectus, and a horse that I would not leave out is the one horse Bourbonic at 15 to one. Um, I think that's where you're going to get your value. If this pace scenario that they're talking about with rock your world and a couple others trying to go up front and, and go gate to wire. I think it sets up for some closers to pick up the pieces. I don't think Bourbonic's good enough to win it, but man, he's gonna cut, he's gonna be running at the end. And if he sneaks up into second or third, you can make some money in the exactas and trifectas. So Brian Howard of Stable Duel says he likes the two, he likes the chalk. It seems like a chalky race. There's nobody. There's one horse about twenty five to one right now. Everybody else kind of down in the ballpark there. But he says. Bourbonic, the number one horse, sitting right now at 11-1, to 1, a Todd Pletcher horse. That's one you want to get in your exotics, whether it's exactas, trifectas, supers, whatever. He says that number one horse is one you want to get in there. Anybody else? Who do you like the uh, if it's free, it's for me card today? And anybody else on Stable Duel uh, that you can recommend? <laughs> Man, i did, I got to be honest with you. I haven't even looked at Delaware's card. I've been going hard after this Belmont card. But I do have a couple other horses. Some you may consider chalk. I do have a nice price horse, though. So I'll just shoot them off to you quick. Um, in in race six, the sixth horse, bound for nowhere. Wesley Board, Joel Rosario, Grass Sprint. This horse is legit. It should be two to one. It should be lower than two to one. It probably will go off lower than two to one. But if you're playing pick threes, pick fours, pick five, this is a horse I think you can single in this spot. Um one big thing, I, I don't even know if you're aware of it. Uh, you know, my man Irad Ortiz took a tumble a couple days ago mm. up in Belmont, and he's actually off all of his mounts for the next two weeks. So there's a ton of horses that are running today, including known agenda in the Belmont, that, like, I, we don't know who's riding these horses yet. So it's tough for me to take anything with Irad not knowing who's riding it because anybody that's not named Irad Ortiz is a step down. Even his brother. His brother's a great rider. There's plenty of great riders there. But Irad is the best rider in the country. So just remember that when you're handicapping, too. So also, I've got the eighth race. I like a long shot here. I've actually just heard right before I came on the show that the favorite is scratching out of that race. I think Flavian Pratt was riding it. I I can't even remember the name of the horse, but... uh, the favorite scratched out of that horse, but there's a horse in there that I love that I've been following for a long time. His name's Always Shopping. Um, very much like my wife, Always Shopping. Um, you're getting 12 uh, to 1 on this terrible. horse. And this horse is going to be flying on the grass at the end. Um, I think this horse has a chance to upset that field at a really nice price for you. Um, yeah. And then in the and then in the 10th race, dude, I, let me just tell you, I've given you many picks, and I feel bad because I feel like all of them have sucked. I gave you one on Derby Day that actually won, and that was Colonel Liam. I told you you could single it on all your pick threes, pick fours, pick fives, whatever you're playing, single Colonel Liam. He won that day. Well, guess what? Colonel Liam's back today in the 10th, and you can do the same thing again. Morning line, 5-2, to two, $2 to win will make you 7, so you do the math from there. 
single him on everything. There's your lock of the day. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Howard, absolutely on fire today. He likes the number two essential quality, the favorite in the Belmont, but make sure to include Bourbonic in your uh, exactas and trifectas. Race six up there, bound for nowhere. Race eight, the favorite's out. Give us always shopping. And then race 10, Colonel Liam. Brian Howard of Stable Duel, you are the man, my friend. You were on fire this morning. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Now I'm going to go have a few Stellas by the pool and watch the card and gamble. That's You talk about a dream come true. Boy, that's a dream come true if I ever heard one. May the winners be yours today, my friend. You too, man. Always a pleasure. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. That was Brian Howard. Uh, somebody may need to do a urine test on that guy today. I think he's had a few Red Bulls and uh, some other stuff. Coming up after the break, though, we'll talk with our nemesis, Dead Air Dennis Dillon of 92.1 Classic Rock. That's next right here on ESPN Radio 1300, 92.5. ESPN Radio 1300, 92.5. Presented by Stable Duel, sports talk from a handicapping perspective. We just had Brian Howard of Stable Duel on. I feel like I need a cigarette after listening to him. He was wired on fire today. And speaking of people who will bring you down, our next guest had input in the controversial and totally wrong, I might add, decision of having Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody number one on the 92.1 Classic Rock Memorial Day Top 500 Rock Songs of All Time. And this is a true story. A man who had a lengthy conversation about 80s hairband winger with me earlier this week. So that should tell you everything you need to know about this guy. He's our arch rival here at LM Communications. He's Dead Air Dennis Dillon. Dennis, how are you this morning? Classic Rock 92.1 afternoons. Boom. There you go. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to know, all right. Hey, all right, that's, I, that's, a, that's a cheap plug. Uh, while we're not talking about Winger, let's, uh, you were the one who were, was naming the deep cuts from Winger. Just so I just want to point out the, what, what the listeners don't know. You're the one who threw out bringing on the heartbreak or bringing on the heartache or whatever that song was called. He's just making stuff up now, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why the character assassination. It's bad enough that he asked me, hey, uh, text me this morning so I can be ready for your show. I don't know if I'll wake up on time. See, if you want to go, we can play cheap shot games all night long, Dennis. That's neither here nor there. But we got to talk about, we got to cash tickets today. You were on fire. Yep. During the Keeneland meet, you were just cashing tickets left and right. You hit the Derby, Preakness, eh, but still, you had enough, you know, in the bag from the from April. What about yeah. this race today? It looks kind of chalky to me. What do you think about it? I don't. It, it can't help but be chalky, right? I mean, yeah. everything is like single digit odds except for three horses. I think, um, you know, but you got to try to do like a, uh, today. Today, my advice is let's try to do an exacto or a trifecta, and let's get one of those Todd Fletcher long shots in there because. That, I think, is what's going to happen. I think, you know, Borbonic or um, Overlook, I believe his name is, um, you know, let's see if we can get one of those horses in the top three. And if you can do that, you might make a little bit of money today. Do you miss Baffert not being around for these races? Do you think it's, uh, it does have the same cachet with no Baffert around? No, I don't think it matters at all. I think that guy has uh, dug his own hole. He's painted himself into his own corner, and he keeps trying to talk his way out of it. Let's just keep let, let's let's just turn the volume down on Bob Baffert for a while and uh, and just see how he likes that because clearly this guy is uh, I mean he's really single handedly well he's got a few helpers I'm sure along the way doesn't the devil always have a, a few helpers but I mean like you know he's he's single handedly destroying a, the you know an industry that we all love very dear to our hearts our 
our jobs are dependent on it, and he, this guy doesn't take it serious. And that that kind of angers me a little bit. Heartfelt emotion, something a rarity from Dead Air Dennis Dillon of ninety two point one Classic Rock. Uh, Ortiz is the uh, jockey that's going to be out of the Belmont today. I read Ortiz. Yeah. Do you think that makes a difference? Because he was on one of the uh, the favorites. He was going to be on known agenda. He was a Todd Pletcher horse as well. That horse now at number yeah. two. We don't even know the jockey of that yet. Do you think that has a big impact on today's race? So it, the jockey hasn't been named yet. Is that true? That's, that's from what I can read. Maybe it has, and I just don't see it. But from what I'm looking at, the jockey has not officially been named yet. And Brian Howard told us the same thing just a minute ago. Yeah, I hadn't seen it yet this morning. I I just kind of glanced over things. That's a real perplexing situation because, you know, Jose, Erad's brother, Jose, picked up three or four of his mounts in the other races on the card today. I was kind of surprised, unless he's on a horse in that race that I don't know about, but yeah, I was surprised that Jose Ortiz didn't take a mount in that race for his brother. Um, so I guess we'll see, right? I uh, It'll be interesting to see who gets named to that mount, uh, especially at, at, you know, at this 11th hour as it is. But that was quite the spill that uh, Erad took the other day. I didn't see it, but I read about it, and it sounded pretty horrific. Yeah. So, um, he's doing He's doing okay, and that's a good thing. Yeah, ESPN Radio 1392.5. We're here with Dead Air Dennis Dillon of 92.1 Classic Rock. All right, Dennis, we're going to the window. We've got a fistful of hundies. Who are we putting our money on today in this race? Listen, I think, I mean, I feel like essential quality is, is due, and I feel like the expectations are heaped upon him. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's got to be part of your ticket. You know, I'm going to try to play around a little bit. It's interesting that uh, Flavin and Pratt, who won um, with Rumbauer in the Preakness, is now moving to uh, his uh, his preferred horse, I guess you would say, and that is um, uh, Old Charlie. So, uh, what's Charlie's name? God, Hot Rod Charlie. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm driving right now, so I'm driving to Jiffy Lube here at the Brandon Crossing because we're getting ready to broadcast live on the. On the classic 92.1, so my apologies for that. So, uh, yeah, so he goes back to um, to Charlie today, and uh, John Velasquez is going to jump up on, um, sorry, backing. And I don't, and I'm not, not one of these guys that has a camera to help me back up. Okay, I do it with mirrors. All right, let's do that. So, uh, yeah, John Velasquez is picking up the other one. So, I mean, you know, it's going to be an interesting race. I don't. Again, I don't know that you know you're going to make a whole lot of money in this race, but uh, but I uh, you know I I think uh, known agenda is going to be up there. I think that essential quality is going to be a horse, and uh, and good old Charlie. I mean, you can't uh, can't bet against Charlie. So there's my uh, top three picks for the number one slot, and you can kind of finagle those beneath as well. So in other words, trying to bottom line this for Dead Air Dennis, who doesn't have cameras in his car. Apparently he drives a car 15 years older or, or longer. 246, <laughs> essential quality, hot rod Charlie, known agenda. Box him, wheel him, whatever you got to do. Is that what you're saying, Dennis Dillon? And then throw, uh, throw Borbonic and Overlook into uh, into the bottom a third of those trifectas and superfectas. So make yourself... Try to give yourself a little bit of money on the bottom end. That'll help you. I drive a Jeep, a Jeep Wrangler, so, you know, they don't put cameras in these things because what respectable driver of any vehicle in America would need a camera to help them back up? Take that. Put that in your Brad Taylor bottom line pipe and smoke it. Again, the cheap shots were unwarranted and unasked for. 
I, I don't understand. Let's get, the white let's get the white carnations today, okay? Let's let's get the Belmont going. Let's uh, it's back to being the final the leg of the triple crown. So <laughs> things are back to normal. It's going to be in front of fans. It's back to a mile and a half. It's going to be fun. I know you're busy today. I know you're hustling today, and I really appreciate your time this morning. I know you gave us a few minutes. Thank you so much, Dennis. No more time for winger conversation. We can't. Headed for a heartbreak. <laughs> Headed for a heartbreak. That's the winger song you need to put up a little higher. Need to put a little higher on your list. Yes, headed for a heartbreak. But do you remember? But do you remember his biggest hit was the ballad called "Miles Away." That's right. I met Kip Winger backstage at Rupp Arena circa 1991. He had some great hair. He had some really good hair. I remember those videos. <laughs> something about seventeen. There was a song where something was seventeen. Yes, yeah, she's only seventeen. She's only yeah. seventeen. There you go. See, I know my winger. I know my rock and roll. There you go. I'm old school, man. I don't know anything this century, but last century, I'm all over it. Dead air, Dennis Dillon. We appreciate your time, sir. And as always, may the may the winners be yours. Thank you, brother. Take right. care. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. That is our good friend, Den Air Dennis Dillon of 92.1 Classic Rock. Thank you for joining us here on this bottom line. Uh, you can always email us, bottomlinelex at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bottomlinelex. You've heard all our winners for today. And then for your picks, both in the Belmont and in the rest of the sports world today, as always, may the winners be yours.